The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back to the Schmozone podcast. This is episode number 84. I'm Dave Schmolzen, a.k.a. The Schmo. My co-host is... Helen Yee with Helen Yee Sports. She didn't slide in this one. Not this time. Not this time. Our guest today, he is a very, very exciting fighter. We loved your debut. Thank He's you. Terrence McKenney, lightweight. T-Rex. UFC. T-Rex. You guys know his T-Rex in the building. It's a pleasure to be on the show, and I want to thank you guys, and let's get it. Appreciate you coming on. It's fight week, man. Uh, after your debut, seven-second knockout, the fastest knockout in UFC lightweight history, and I think it ties the fastest knockout in UFC history with Todd Duffy. I don't know how the decimals and the seconds play out, but quite a statement. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I It never gets old watching, I'll tell you that. And not only that, but you took that fight on short notice, right? I believe eight days notice. Seven day notice. Seven day notice. Incredible. Yeah. I got the call. I had to hop on the plane literally the next day. Wow. I forgot my mouth card, a cup, gloves to hit the nits with. It was it was all bad, but it was it was all worth it. Of course. You get the victory, you get the highlight, and uh it, I mean it puts it all into perspective. But after you got the victory, you went and climbed the cage. I was holding my breath when you went down when you had to stretch out your yeah, knee. Yeah, we I were you, there. I thought you like tore your ACL, tore, tore your MCL, meniscus, whatever. We got whatever. so nervous. I thought you were going to be out for a long period of time. I'm yeah. being real with you, but yeah. you're not, and I'm happy yeah. about that. I didn't know myself, but I was like, I don't want to ruin this debut. I just need to stretch it. <laughs> That's all I could think in my head. So, like, when you were going up to climb the cage, because obviously, like, maybe your knee hit the cage and that's where it felt, were you going to do a backflip? What was going through your mind in that moment? Well, I wasn't even focused on the landing. I didn't know what I was thinking. I, I tell you, I thought I was about to fly. Like, as soon as I hit the cage, I'm going to heaven. This can't be real. <laughs> do you think you would have jumped out of the octagon? Yeah, or- I should have just did that. I don't know. I was just overwhelmed with emotion. And then I did, like, a 360 spin. Instead of, like, landing straight down, I spent around the circle, and I, like, jacked up my leg pretty bad. I watched it in—I actually watched it in slow motion. I see what happened. Like, when I land, you know how, like, Conor McGregor leg bent? My leg kind of bent like that. Except it didn't snap. Except it didn't snap. Wow. So what was that recovery like right after? Um, I was training in, like, three weeks, but I couldn't flex my calf for, like, over a month. Yeah, wow. it was weird. You can have this mic travel with you yeah, too. Yeah. By the way, I thought I thought I, I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna have to have surgery on my calf because it, it was I couldn't flex it. I was tripping out. Well, yeah, I thought it was like a Johnny Walker 2.0. Remember when he got the victory? <laughs> oh, yeah. He did the worm. He blew out his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. That was my initial reaction and instinct. But, but that's what everyone was thinking. I was crying, laughing. But we're glad that didn't happen. Yeah. And then this weekend, Ferrisium. I like Ferris. I like yeah. both of you guys. Yeah. It's both of you guys, humble beginnings, like uh, very, very great 
people to be around. That's what makes our job so much fun too is working with people like you guys, but obviously someone has to lose. Yeah, it's the name of the game. Both of you guys are killers. You know, you got that wrestling background, and your story is incredible. I know Helen and I are going to dive deep into that. We just watched with the, that piece that UFC put out with you, too. Uh, you got that wrestling background. I think he's got that kickboxing background. But obviously, I think your last seven victories have all been in the first round, and you like to put people's lights out. So it's going to be an exciting matchup. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I heard that you're saying, you know, after this, like you're expecting to move up pretty fast in the lightweight division, right? And we all know the lightweight division's a really hot division right now. Yeah, well, after this victory, if if we get another knockout in the first round, they're going to have to give me the respect I deserve. And I'm trying to get a ranked opponent in December. We're going to be right back at it if we get the first round knockout. Next month, yeah. 269 maybe? Yes, we're trying to get on that. We're trying to do it big, you know. I want to show people I'm the rookie of the year, and I'm not playing. Why do you want to move so fast? Because you hear all these people that are coming into the UFC now, trying to take it slow. They're waiting to get onto not a rookie deal, like get a second contract, you know. They're will, they want to fight the top 15 fighters, the ranked opponents, when they're getting paid higher and stuff like that. You don't care. You just want to make a name for yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm here to do, fighters fight, you know. No matter what, this money already making a difference in my life, even if it was 10K, you know. Like just that little bit amount can change, make a difference for me. So I refuse to take it for granted. And I know they don't got that kind of hungry. They're never, they never been to the lowest of lows. And that's why I know I'm going to eat them alive this week. Your story is so incredible, so inspirational. And like we said before this, we watched it on the UFC. They did such a great job. And I almost started crying. I didn't want David to see me like tear up, but I just think what you've been through and what you've had to overcome to be where you are now. And even like on Twitter, on Instagram, you're always so positive and very, you know, uplifting to a lot of people. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I was just. I cried like a couple of days ago just looking like how the UFC's promoting me and just like it's just what I dreamed of and like God's making it true, you know. I was just thanking him like this is something of like a miracle. I just know it's my time and that's why I'm gonna give God the glory and, and you guys seeing it. The stuff I'm doing is just like you ain't people ain't seen it before. Like I fought four times, less than two minutes of cage time. Some Mike Tyson shit, straight up. Damn right. Uh UFC Connected was that piece that we were looking at. Yeah. Um, which I thought was such a fantastic job that they did putting that together. It was seven minutes, and it was very impactful. Yeah, it hit your heart. I, yeah. I yeah. cried, man. I was like, damn, dude. Like, it just all doesn't even seem real still to this day. Yeah, everyone go to YouTube and check that piece out if you haven't already. So 2015, you were arrested. You were, you were high on drugs. You died twice, and uh, you came back. You're like a cat and uh, <laughs> came back stronger. Yeah, that's that's damn. I like the way you've changed your life around, how you've been able to turn things around. That's incredibly impressive because you made your pro debut two years later in 2017. And you've kind of just been on this upward trajectory to get into the UFC. Um, You obviously fought on contender series. It didn't go your way then. But obviously, the way things move in the day and age we live in with the pandemic and everything, you get your opportunity. You kept winning fights and you get your name called. And you and you delivered. Like I said, we're gonna keep it going. You know, I'm just gonna stay humble and stay grateful. You know, because 
anytime this could be taken away. Like, there's people break their legs, injuries left and right, you know? So, like, I'm doing this not only for myself, but for my family, for all you guys that are supporting me, you know? I'm just doing it for God as well, because show people that he's real. And when people see the performance that I bring these next few years, they're going to know that God is real. And this weekend's card's even more special because someone you know very well, Michael Chiesa, he's always also fighting there, and he coached you a bit in high school, right? Yeah, he coached me. He helped out with our wrestling team at Shadow Park High School, and I always looked up to him when he won the Ultimate Fighter show. It brought me to tears, you know, just for him to do that for his dad. It was it's crazy, man. Like, And I just wanted to have that feeling, you know, because I always made mistakes. I made my mom disappointed and like when she tells me that that hit the that hit the hardest like all kids know what when your parents say to disappointing you I'd rather get a whooping you know and all those moments I took to heart and I said I'm gonna make her proud and just to make mom proud now is just incredible so you have the wrestling base that's what you you know you went to high school you went to college wrestling I mean that's that the Olympic dream I know all of that and then you've turned that into mixed martial arts where you're at right now when you look at 155 pound weight division you look at where things are turning, you look at everyone's talking about someone like Islam Makachev and that Dagestan grappling, that wrestling and stuff like that. And if you look at who's at the top, the Justin Gaethys, the Dustin Poiriers, the Benil. champ Charles Benil Dariush, the champ Charles Oliveira. Like when you look at your skill set and where you're going, what do you think it's going to take to get to that level and to see your dream come to fruition? It's just going to be training like every fights for the belt and. That's why I know I'm doing different than everyone else. They're training for their opponent. It, every day is a training for me. I've been training for this belt forever. Like, this has been my dream since I started fighting. Like, every day is my camp. I'm training for the belt. Like, I'm training for financial growth, um, generational wealth. That's what I'm training for. I'm training to pay my mom's house off because she sacrificed so much for me. She could have easily gave up. She was in a gang. She almost died. So, like... That's my ride or die, so I refuse to... I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off straight up for all you guys. And your mom's from Chicago, right? Yeah. So you were born there? Yeah. And that's where she was a part of the gang in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Southside? Yeah. People don't realize how dangerous the South Side of Chicago... Yeah. It's probably the yeah. most dangerous place in this country and one of the most dangerous places in the world. Yeah. Like, my mom got stabbed in the neck, severed her artery, almost died... And for disrespecting the game, they beat her hand three times with a bat. And she had to learn how to write with her other hand. So, like, and for her to go into the army, change her life around, get away from the gang, and now live in, like, a nice home, like, that just that just shows anything possible. And I and I seen what God done in my mom's life, so I know that he's real. So, And you guys going to see that he's real. Like I said, this is the perfect way, class, to do it at. When people see all these savages here and, and the way I'm going to do it, they, they're going to know God's real, like I told you before. You fought at featherweight before as well. What was that transition like to now fight at lightweight where you feel like this is your new home? Um, this is better for me because I don't have to cut as much. Like, right when I start going 45, I start getting injured. I start, I never got hurt before, so I knew it was the cutting weight. And I was like, I was just in my head, I was like, these guys are too big. Whatever, then I just stopped caring. I was like, these guys aren't that big. I seen them in person. I was like, all right, I can fight 55. I just need to work out and get stronger, and I can easily do it. And that's what we did. We went up. And I think it was the best decision I ever made. 
And when did you realize? Because I believe all your wins are by finish, right? Yeah. Like got, you've never a, gone the distance. I got a hundred percent finish rate. Yeah, yeah. Which is incredible. So like what David said too, you come from a wrestling background. When did you realize like, damn, like I could freaking finish people and I'm finishing hands. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, I looked up to Mike Chiesa. He was the main reason I wanted to fight, but I also want to make my mom proud. That's why I wrestled in college, but my main goal was to fight because Mike and I just saw what he could do, and he wasn't no state champ. He wasn't no crazy guy special in high school. It just takes hard work. And I was like, I'm already talented, so just imagine what the, if I worked hard, what I can accomplish in this sport. And that's just what I put in my head, and I ran with it. And even in his come up too with the Ultimate Fighter, he was doubted. I yeah, doubted. That series too, yeah. and he had to face the adversity. Exactly. With his family, mm-hmm. and he overcame that. Exactly. Ended up winning. That's why he's such a leader to me, man, because he faced just as dark moments as I did and still went to one to show, still been top top 10 in two weight classes, you know? So since high school and meeting him and having him coach you, what was that relationship with him like? Like, were you talking to him regularly? And especially now this weekend, and I saw you tweet, and it went pretty viral, yeah, you know, yeah, about yeah. him. So what was that whole dynamic and relationship with him like? He was just like a big brother to me, you know, someone that I could look up to. He always held me accountable, and I appreciate him for that. And it made me—it's like every time your parents tell you something, you make a mistake, and then you realize, like, oh, my mom was right. It was the same thing with him. Like, oh, my big brother was right, you know, and I appreciate every moment with them because it made me the man I am today. Go back to something that you were just saying, and I know it's a tough subject too, but you're yeah. talking about your mother. I knew you faced a lot of adversity, and obviously I knew your mother did too, but yeah. I didn't realize that she had her kind of brink-of-death moment that you kind of had as well. Yeah. How the hell did she survive what you just explained a couple minutes ago? It was God, like I told you. Like That's how I know God's real. She, she was supposed to die that night, and she said that was the first time she really actually prayed to God, called out, and... She survived, and later on, she had me. And she's fully one hundred percent behind you and invested in your in your MMA path and yeah, yeah. In your vision with yeah, everything yeah. you're going to accomplish. I remember at first she was like, "Oh no, Terrence," and then like I fought this super yoke dude, and she's like, "All right, you might be able to do this shit." I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> We're all laughing. I said, "I told you, I told you." <laughs> I just need to train, cause it, cause my first amateur fights, I didn't really train at all. Yeah, I did like three amateur fights, then went pro. But obviously your training now, it's completely night and day different. It's like yeah, a full-time exactly. dedication. Yeah. Like I wasn't feeling, finishing people like in my amateur fights because I didn't train, but I was trying to fight as the toughest guys. Like my second fight, I fought a guy like 9-0 and as amateur. So I was like, I got to see if I really do it. I can't just say I'm a savage. And I always thought I was just a natural born savage, and I proved it there. I went to this one, even though I lost a fight. I knew I was like, all right, I can, I can do this if I take it seriously. No telling where I would go. Will your mom be here this weekend as well? Because I know she was there for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- What did she say, too, when you, like, jumped off the cage? and? She said, boy, I was praying. I was like, nah, this knee. That's the same leg he broke. My mom be panicking. She, uh, she has PTSD, so she be having, like, she got get anxiety quick when things happen like that. So like, I I was just grateful I got the fight done. So my mom's heart rate could be low, she could be relaxed. So she was she was happy. So is she coming this weekend? No, 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 no. Okay, she'll watch from the TV. Yeah, she's watching from the TV because all the tickets for 
sold out at the Apex. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be different. It's going to be, yeah, yeah. This one's going to be different. Kind of just like Contender Series. Yeah, in a way, I mean. but a little bit more viewful. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. When you look at MMA fighters and stuff like that, is there anyone that you emulate or that you kind of, because you've watched this sport grow and evolve as you've come up as well. Is there anyone that you look at and you kind of aspire to kind of fight like or or be on that type of stage outside of Kiesa, obviously? Um, I would say I watch Peter Jan, uh, Israel Adesanya. I like Corey Sanhagen too. And then I also will be watching boxers as well to learn technique like Canelo, uh, Terrence Crawford. I like Gervonta Davis because we're both explosive, so I like to take things from them. I'm I really like Kakashi, like the copycat ninja. Like if I see something, I can do it, and that's what makes me dangerous. Like I'm very adaptive. Like a lot of you guys don't get to see that because I'm like smoking these guys in the first round. It's because like I'm thinking right away. I'm seeing how they're moving, and I can tell like they're trained a certain way. Like you can't take something that's in your DNA. Like he's already trained to slip. I already know. First, ZM's going to do exactly what he's taught. He he can't change up. He's been doing it his whole life. So, And then we're going to make that his downfall. You mentioned Terrence Crawford. He's also fighting this weekend. Yeah, Sean yeah, yeah. Porter. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get into the show after the fight. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Talk to my buddy about it because he, he knows Terrence, Terrence Crawford. So, I mean, the big argument that I was listening to before the Canelo Caleb Plant fight, who's the best pound-for-pound pound boxer in the world? Is it Terrence Crawford or is it Canelo? And obviously with the way Canelo performed against Caleb Plant, a lot of people solidified, oh, yeah, no, Canelo's the best and everything. Do you still see Canelo's the best pound-for-pound pound boxer in the world, or do you think Terrence Crawford? I think Terrence Crawford's better. It's just Canelo's just a harder puncher, and he carries that power throughout all 12 rounds. So, like, inst- he's not the best boxer, but he's definitely the most dangerous boxer out there. Do you think Terrence Crawford, or do you think we'll ever see the day where Terrence Crawford fights Errol Spence? That's that's the fight we all need. I know. That's for real. We need it. But that's why I'm so excited for this we fight. We need a lot of fights in boxing to go down. Of course. But I'm so excited for this fight because Sean Porter is that PBC boxer, and it yeah. opens up the door to exactly. exactly so that we could see that fight if he gets past Sean Porter. Yeah. And who... Brought Errol Spence Jr., a very, very great, great fight. fight. Yeah. We were at that fight, yeah. and that was a fantastic boxing mm-hmm. match, too. Um, no, that was definitely something that— They uh, went to war. Yeah. I saw as well. So, But but I think for you, a lot of the fighters, and Ferris can see this too, it's like, okay, we see what this guy does in the first round. What's going to happen when we take him to the second round or third water, the deep waters and stuff like that? You know, obviously, you have the wrestling background, so— that shouldn't be a problem for you, or is it? I mean, do, do you think about second or third round, or you think about starching these guys in the first round every single time you're out there? I do want to be in the first round, but like I said, I told you guys, we're training for the belt, and we know that time's going to come where we might have to fight 25 minutes, and we're going to be ready for that. Like, a lot of people don't know, but I got one third-round finish, uh, yeah. heel hook knee bar, so... You don't want to go three rounds because we'll definitely figure out and we'll get to finish for sure. No matter what round. Yeah. So when you say you're training for the belt, who do you think will have the belt one year from now? Um, I think it'll be Islam. You do? So you think that Dagestan wrestling is going to hold supreme? Yeah. So what is the recipe to beat that? You got to wrestle T-Rex, I'm telling you, like. 
he's not going to take me down like that. So be able to keep that distance yeah. and defend that takedown. Exactly. And you think you'd be able to keep that fight standing. Yeah. He's been knocked out before. Exactly. That's how I know I'm, uh, I'll beat him. And people do got a chance to beat him, but, like, I haven't seen anyone that, tra- like, really transitional wrestling at the 155 division like that. It's always just, like, one explosive shot. They got it kind of wrestling, but never transitionals like, like the Russian wrestlers be doing. Like, going from, like, a double to a single leg. I never see anyone switching like that. It's always just the rest, the other wrestlers, like Gaethje. I never see them take shots. So And, and they're persistent, it, it, too. They're because you, they get caught up in the knockouts, and that's what I'm trying to be careful of because you got to make sure you keep your wrestling because those are the guys that are having one losses. So those are guys you got to worry about. So wrestling, it has to be in the training at all times for me. And that's why I tell you guys I'm training for the belt. Because we're gonna be ready for it all. What about training for that uh, opportunity to get in the in the game, the EA Sports game too? Yeah, being and, a character yeah. in that. And, and I need to see myself in character as that. I'll cry again. I'm emotional <laughs> guy. I'll, I'll tell you guys, I'm soft, but at the same time, like, you know, I can't wait for that. It's gonna be I'm dream sure come true. That's gonna be pretty sick. I think marketability is such a key important factor for fighters these days. And I think you see that with the UFC. But what's good about you is your marketability is all through authenticity. It's all through your come up. It's all through your kind of story. It it seems like every single day just is a blessing for you to be here and you to live out your dream actively. And you're definitely very confident. And uh, it's like, you know, it's a situation where how do you – outperform your debut performance it's it was nearly perfect it was the most perfect ufc debut you can get so it's like you know how how do you continue that momentum and that success and build on that yeah as a wrestler uh we know not to get in the hype you know because once like you pin normal do nation and then you could be in the match where you win it by decision and my job is not to come out there be crazy time my job at the end of the day is to win i, I don't want half my check i need the whole thing so at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I do best, and that's win. Like like the song says, fuck everything else, win, 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 win. That's all I got to do. And then all the blessings will come. I just got to work hard, get the win. It don't matter how it is. At the end of the day, like, these people ain't giving me money. They ain't feeding me. They're not paying my rent. So at the end of the day, I got to worry about getting the, the whole win, not a loss. And as I win, the more opportunities I have, and I know that. So I'm not just going to be searching, going crazy for knockout. We're going to be a complete mixture of martial arts, and the finish will come. You know, just don't get caught up in hype. I just know that from wrestling because you can be at the top of the world, and then it can change. Like, it's the fight game. Anything happens. So I'm not even going to be thinking about that. I'm going to be thinking about being smart, calculated, and I know the finish is going to come. And it has come, literally, every win that you've had. Yeah. It's uh, what's amazing, too, about your profession, too. It's as you know, this you're only as good as your next fight. And like, that's how the fans remember you is just by your performance, too. And you're independent contractor. So it's like you have to win. Exactly. You have to win to keep your job. Exactly. You know, there's people. It don't matter how it is. Like this engine, whatever. That's all. I don't care what it is. I'm going to get to win. If you're like on a three fight losing streak in the UFC, you're worried about your job. Yeah, exactly. Like you can be cut. Exactly. You're not. You're, I mean, it's the like, highest level. Like I tell them, not, nothing is promised. Well, has the experience being in the UFC been what you expected? Oh, yeah. It's a dream come true. 
Yeah, you know, I saw you signing the posters today. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. saw the placement of where you were putting you know, the signature. I'm a smart man. He <laughs> <laughs> knows how to mark it. <laughs> I knew the fans would like that. They crack up laughing. Everyone was laughing. New ideas. I was like, yeah, yeah. It was perfect. We were always thinking. I mean, it's very good with the hand placement, of course. Yeah. Of of course. Very good with the hand placement. You know that. Accurate. It has to be. <laughs> so... During a fight week, what is a fight week like? Like, how do you kind of wind down or not really focus too much on the fight? Like, some fighters I know, they love video games. Like, how, how do you kind of balance? I just do whatever, hang on my boys. I, like, I don't even really think about the fight till the night of. Like, all these guys be all in their head, thinking about the fight a thousand times. And then when they're in a fight and they see it ain't going their way, it trips them out. That's where they're messing up that, like... You're going to have to fight either way. Just see where it goes. Like, it ain't going to be exactly as you think, no matter what. So don't even think about it. Just go out there and, and let your instincts work. Let your brain calculate and see everything, you know. And earlier, when you brought up Justin Gaethje, do you think that was the round of the year or the fight of the year, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler? Uh, at first, I did until I seen Max Holloway and Yair go in it. That, that fight was, was incredible, crazy. Max Holloway is, is the most durable human being I've ever seen. Like, he was just hopping on the bus, got kicked viciously. I ain't doing that. But you kick me like that, goddamn. And, and it's he has the most ultimate poker face too. Because yeah, you know, know those leg kicks. I know that hurt. hurt. I know that hurt. Huh. My God. And he, and he kept staying in that stance for the most part. I was like, damn, he crazy as hell. Oh, he just kept going for it. I think yeah. I think he landed three takedowns, and that's the most he's landed in the UFC fight. So yeah. you had to know it it hurt him because he was shooting. Yeah. He's just got a great poker face. Yeah, exactly. He's got a damn he knew good... What he, he knew what he had to do. Yeah, but okay, so those two are great fights, but I think everyone's still forgetting and sleeping on. I thought Volkanovski Ortega was such an excellent fight, great, too. Great. Yeah, we were there. We're getting a great year, and <laughs> I, know. I can't wait to keep it going for you guys. And and, and it's entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. But the thing, too, you know, and why the Holloway-Yair-Rodriguez fight, too, it over a Gaethje channel, which was fantastic, too, is there's more rounds. There's five rounds as opposed to three. Yeah. And also, too, I mean, you did see that, too. Chandler did slam him and Gaethje reversed the position yeah. for wrestling, too. But I thought you saw a complete mixed martial arts fight and ortega Volkanovski, like, just being able to survive the chokes. Uh, Volkanovski, just the scrambles that they had, too. And obviously, it was very, very entertaining standing. I thought that fight had a variety, too. It's yeah. tough. There's so many great There's so fights. so many great fights, too. Yeah, it's been a fun year, like I said. And now if you're in Max Holloway's position, even Volkanovski's position, it's like, do they fight a third time or? They got to fight a third time. And I had this one-on-one. And I think Max is the real champion right now. Nice. I hate to say it. I think you can argue he won one of those fights. Yeah. But but heck, it's still 2-0. I yeah, mean, 2-0, he's got his number. We're gonna, they're going to find out third fight. They They do. They should. I think that needs to ha- be needs to a third fight. And just like how Amanda Nunes and Valentina Shevchenko. That has to go fight. down. That needs we to need happen. that. Same car. Yes. Yes. Why yeah. not? Why not? Absolutely. The trilogy car. Yeah. It needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only way that the Volkanovski ha- fight doesn't happen with Holloway, I, I, I have to stick up for him. So the Schmo has a show with Triple C Henry Cejudo. Yeah. He would come back to get C4. Actually, he would fight Volkanovski, or if Holloway was the champion, he'd wait for the winner of that and fight the winner just for the opportunity to make history and get, you know, three belts and an Olympic gold medal. I like Henry. I think he's a incredible athlete. I think he can get it done. 
Yeah, he just has I to come back to the USADA. Yeah. yeah, we need to come back. He's got he's got a baby. He got a baby. You know? Baby America is yeah. due November twenty first. Yeah. So a couple of days from now, she could. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't right know. That's Thanksgiving. Still? Yeah, Henry, you know, Henry is a decisive guy. Yeah, he is. Huh? Age, he, he got married within a year. You and know? He's got a baby coming within a year. Yeah. His wife, Anna, a Brazilian yeah. goddess. She's a beautiful girl. We spent some time yeah, with them. Yeah. Nice. Good for him, man. But, you know, he's 34 and he retired. That's, uh, you know. He got a kid now. He's definitely going to come back. <laughs> he will come back? Yeah. Because he's got the kid. Yeah, yeah. I think it's possible. I, yeah. I honestly, I'm not going to rule it out. You yeah. know, I talked to him a bunch. I, I would not rule it out. Yeah. Well, you're pretty young though, too. You're 27. Yeah. I want to know. I guess for people that are listening, walk walk them through the life in the amateur circuit, or just even climbing up to get to the UFC, the different organizations. Because I wouldn't compare it to anything like minor league baseball, or even if you're a basketball player and they have the NBA D League or G League, whatever they call it these days, where you know they have a specific process. Because what's so amazing about this sport is your performance. It doesn't matter where the hell you are, what continent you're on, what little town you're fighting in. If it's in a backyard or whatnot, they'll find you, which is incredible, and it will change your life overnight. But, like, you had to put on great performance after great performance and to get more shots to do this and to get your shot in the UFC. So walk our audience through that process. Uh, Sweet. All right. My debut uh, was in Seattle at Cageport. You know, I'm kind of nervous. I kicked this dude in the nuts right away. I was like, oh, I'm not too nervous anymore. But he was mad as hell, socked me in the face. Like, ooh, all right. <laughs> then we got him a little, little clinch thing. I took him down, hit him a couple times, and then choked him. It was, And then I got, like, um, fought the same guy because he thought it was a fluke. Choked him again faster this time. And then I, and then who did I fight at that? I fought this guy, Tyron Henderson. And then this was a good fight. I was kind of nervous. The dude was kind of yoked. I was like, oh, damn. He had like hella knockouts. I don't got no knockouts. This dude knocked people out. Any from Chicago like me. And then I got in the fight. And then I ended up arm barring him in the first round. And then my and then my fourth fight, I fought this uh, jujitsu brown belt or black belt, whatever. And like, because I usually just wrestle and grapple people. So we got in the crazy grapple exchange because he was a black belt. We went to the third round. And that's why I got, got him with a heel hook knee bar. And, you know, I was like, all right, we're getting closer. We got these finishes. We're starting to talk to the UFC through my manager. And then I break my leg the next fight, rematching uh, this guy, Tyron Henderson. It was going good. I cracked him real quick, and I could tell he was rocked. He was, like, keep, keeping his head in his face. I could tell he's scared. And then I tried to do the same combination, kick him and snap my leg, Anderson Silva style. And right away, I went to step one. I was like, whoa, this is not good. I was like... I know I broke. I knew I broke my leg. It felt like I got tased in my leg or something. The bone snapped. Yeah, like Chris Weidman and Anderson Silva. Yeah, and then I went to step on it again because he ran at me, like trying to go crazy on me, and I and I take him down with a broken leg. Snap the other side as I take him down, and then I get under his leg and like grab it above, pick it above my head, and I'm looking around. So I was like, I can't do anything. My leg's broke because <laughs> the ref didn't peep it peep it right away because I took him down. And I was like, my leg is broke. And yeah. And then I was like, I was never been so scared in my life because like, this was my dream. I was like, damn, so soon, only four fights in. Uh, but God helped me 
get through that and now fought six months later. And that leg was the same one that your mom was worried about when yeah. you jumped off. The... Wow. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. For for a tip, tibia? Amphibia. A, amphibia. That's... Both of them. Yeah. Wow. And then I fought a, fought a scrub. And then I fought this guy, Babby McIntyre, who knocked out Junior Rosa. And that's how I got on Contender Series. Because not only this guy was tough, everyone's like, what are you doing? Throwing him to the wolves. And I was like, me and my coaches, we knew we were about to get this guy. And I ended up submitting him in the first round, rear naked choke. And then Contender Series, he fought a guy who might be the tallest guy I've ever in seen featherweight in featherweight Sean history. Woodson. Yeah. He's, he's like a, a tree stock. And we yeah. just saw him fight at UFC yeah. Vegas yeah. 42. Yeah. He looks like a character out of um, Street Fighter. <laughs> Who's the guy with the stretchy arms and legs? He just moves, you know, like hey, Kung Fu. He's a, uh, you know, no, it's what a you talking about? No, oh, for sure. Yeah. His style is so yeah, fucking Yeah, he's clean. He's clean. He's clean. He's a great and damn it, boxer. It, and then. Sean Woodson. Yeah. So that fight, I was, I'm probably the only one to really dominate him like that. And then I got flying knee later on in the second period. But. He did set it up. It wasn't luck. Well, I hate when people say that. He set it up. He's a clean striker, and you guys are seeing that now. And congratulations to him on getting his win. And that's, that's why I didn't get discouraged when I lost. I was like, and then I lost again after that. But a lot of people don't know. I wasn't even supposed to fight any of those fights, the next two I took. It's like the next fight I took out to Sean Wilson is because I, like, I, I needed money. I fought, um, what's his name? Derek Minner. Uh at Midwest Championships at the Contender Series. Derek's and, in the UFC now, too. Yeah, yeah, and he got a win, too. And I, two of them. He actually has two and one, I believe. But, yeah, um, I was fighting with a torn labrum and a fractured ball on my shoulder. Yeah, and I was still dominating that fight. So I knew I was right there. I just It was being private, too. I thought I could still take him, even though I was hurt, to be honest. Are you 100% injury-free? Yeah, I'm 100 You guys see now, it's 100% injury-free, healthy, fighting at a good weight class that's not killing me. And you guys see the results of that. Now, so, but that's what, like I said, I didn't get discouraged because, like, they both were in the UFC and they both seeing yeah. success. Like, I knew I was right there. I would say, I just got to be healthy, you know. When I'm injured, I don't have to be the tough guy. I was like, I signed a contract. I'm not bailing out. I was just that kind of guy. And I was like, why don't I save my body for the USC? I don't need to be, be that guy. Like, they take care of the guys. These guys are injured. They're not fighting. And I was like, I just need to be smarter. And, you know, just growing up, just knowing, like, you're a fighter, but you're, don't be an idiot. If you hurt, sit down. If they liked you already, they'll call you again. That's to all the fighters that are young and they've seen the opportunity. It's still going to come. Let your body heal if you hurt. The opportunity, they still liked you. If they called you already, they're going to call you again. Yeah, definitely. Now, you have one of the coolest nicknames, yeah. in my opinion, T-Rex. Yeah. What's the origin of that? Um, I always, I, I got T-Rex from high school because, like, when I started wrestling, I didn't really have the right wrestling stance. I was like a T-Rex, and I was wondering why I get taken down. They're like, you wonder why you get taken down all the time. You're not even protecting your legs. You look like a little T-Rex. And then I was like, all right. Then everyone just started calling me T-Rex later on. They were laughing because I'd be like, when I'm wrestling, wonder why I'm getting ate up, taken down. Because I was wrestling like a T-Rex. And then I finally learned how to wrestle and I ended up winning two state titles. That's what's up. That's yeah. amazing. 
I'm, I was trying to think of how you and I, we've been following each other on, yeah, on yeah. the gram for a while. Yeah. I don't even remember how it happened because I was we before. Talked at, we talked at, at the continuous series. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And you told me, I'll tell you, I was like, promise I'm being USC. Told you a couple years ago. That's exactly yeah, right. And yeah. You were telling me you followed him when he had an older Instagram yeah. handle. Yeah. 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 T Rex 45 or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, right? yeah, 145. Yeah, that's, like why, yeah. that's why when you came back to the USC and you're 155, I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah. You did say that. Yeah. I love people that are man of their word. Like, yeah. it, you know, some people, it's like, they always say, oh, he just talks too much, whatever. You can talk however you want, as long as you back it up. Yeah, Like, exactly. you know, it's like, you can talk the talk as long as you walk the walk. There yeah. are so many people that live in this life that keep talking and talking and talking, but will never put in the work to back it up and walk the walk. I knew that day when you said that to me, like, that you were going to back it up. Hundred percent. He supported me. Said kind words. Like, dude, you're right there. You win the whole fight. I was like, you're you right. were, man. Dude, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was. And no one's, no one's been able to get him like that. Hold him down or yeah. nothing. I'm He's awkward. One. Yeah. That because that's why I show him. Like, I'm, that's why I'm, when I tell people I'm ready for the rest of wrestling, I am. Dude, you're at 145 pound weight class. I think he's like six three. That's just yeah. like he's it's he's insane. Like, yeah. like if you talked about my height difference, I'll with take you, that. That's like a little cheat code. I'll take that. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Because he's so hard to take down. Of course, his legs touch the ground I, I at all times. Yeah. You have to uppercut or something. I mean, you have to really extend yeah. an uppercut to get to that chin. Yeah. yeah. And you have to punch up, yeah, to get an eye. Yeah. To get a you know, nose. Everyone to get the at 40, 145 ain't tall like that. No. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, because someone like Max Holloway's tall, but yeah. not that tall. Yeah, not that yeah. tall. No, Max Holloway's not six foot. Yeah, he's like five eleven. No. He's gonna be a problem in the division for sure. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, your division's stacked. Yeah. I mean, the one forty five, one fifty five. Yeah. Look, every division in the UFC. One thirty five is stacked. One thirty five and one one fifty five and one seventy is the crazy weight class yeah. to me. It's it's uh it's it's amazing too and, and I think too like the I saw the UFC right now is just they're exploding with popularity and obviously new talent the new talent I, I love where the sports headed I mean I was, I was, we were having this conversation recently and we have it off, more often than not lately it's like think about how this sport 1993 like we were alive and we've watched and we're a part of a sport that's growing completely from the start. Imagine if uh, you were around when like professional football, the NFL was was starting out, basketball, baseball, the early 20th century. That is what we're in right now yeah. with mixed martial arts and the UFC just leading the way, kind of like, boom, this is the, this is how it's done. Yeah, we're seeing crazier and crazier knockouts. People are getting creative, like sports getting better and better. It's it's every week there's amazing quality fights and people may not recognize the names on these fight night cards, but it doesn't even make a difference because all these fights are so sty stylistically matched up in such a great way. There's so many damn great fights. And yet the UFC pay-per-views loaded with big names and people that might be more casual fans of the sport will, will, will hang on to. But even if you're a casual fan and you catch these Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening cards and you watch what plays out, like this is a good matchup with you and like stylistically. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. Yeah, Ferris. Yeah, it's perfect second fight in the UFC. 
it was a no-brainer when they sent me the name. Like, yep. Yeah, and he's he's beating some good guys. Like, Jamie Malarkey. Yeah. Dude, Jamie Malarkey's we a dog. And he's a dog. Dude, yeah. dude, watch Jamie Malarkey fight Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah. And now they're teammates. Yeah. They're like, yeah, he's a dog. Yeah, he yeah. is. I was going to say, is a fight fan. But so was your, for, for Matt was Matt a dog. Matt is a dog. Yeah, a dog. Yeah, he he'll right, go with the top 15 in the UFC. Oh, he's a dog. People got to give him my respect. That, I'm and giving no, you respect. No, that's I'm your first about, fight in the UFC? The they don't even know. Yeah. This guy's the real deal. Yeah. 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 He's, he's a dog. To, they're all killers. But yeah. These guys are really yeah. good. Yeah. If you were not a professional fighter, like where was the path you think going to be? Was there ever a time you thought you'd be something else? Because yeah, I would be a coach. Like, I really used to love wrestling. Also, I've been a peer counselor. Like, I would do that as well because I just love giving back to kids. Like, I really love kids, you know. And to be honest, that's, like, the real people I'm trying to target, you know, because kids be feeling a longer time. I used to feel that because, you know, my mom did love me, but she made a sacrifice, and I understand that now. So I love her for it. Back in the day, it wasn't easy. I didn't get to see my mom very much at all. I had to stay with my grandma in Lionsville, Alabama, you know. But just growing up and just realizing that now, like, I just wish I knew that as a kid. I wish I had someone to tell me that so I had more understanding, you know. And I know that's all the kids need, just a little bit more understanding, a little bit deeper thought, you know. People think kids don't know stuff, but if you talk to them and just realize they, their brain's wide open, they're going to they gonna figure out what you're talking about, and then it's going to hit different for them. I 100% back that. My only fear is with social media and technology in this day and age, like cyberbullying and just like, I feel like people are missing out. Kids might be missing out on authentic interactions too. And just like how the pandemic and everyone wearing masks to school and stuff, not being able to read facial expressions. Like I'm worried about the communication skills that this next generation is going to get because- I feel like the value of learning from my peers and interacting with them face-to-face meant a lot for how I grew up, you know? Yeah, and, and it lets you develop or recognize things, you know? And that's the thing, like, being able to recognize when someone's hurting or sad, you know? And that's that's what we need because there's people with good hearts out there will see that and they're going to they're gonna say something to uplift them. And we need those kids to be able to see that. So face masks need to go for sure. You're right about that. Well, I don't. I don't know if I'm calling away from the face mask. I don't like the face mask. I, I they're pointless. They're proven. Yeah, dude. I, yeah. I, I, I've, I've gotten to the point when it comes to this shit where anything that relates to politics, I just say, eh, fuck F it. I'm it, done talking know? about it. because, like, I can only control what I so can much. control. Yeah, exactly. And I'm gonna live my life the way I want to live it. I'm never gonna be the type of person to tell people how to live their lives. Yeah. You need to protect yourself first, and you need to be proactive and not reactive to everything you do. So, yeah, no, I'm just, I was just making an observation yeah. that kids today yeah. are not getting the same social yeah, interaction. Exactly that too. And a lot of them expect to be like really popular off social media yeah. or to try to do like, whatever to get to, fans. To, to be yeah, like, hey, I want to grow up and be an influencer mm-hmm. or be a TikTok, TikTok star. Yeah. I, I don't know, like, I don't know what the f-, the f that means. I really don't. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta work with the younger generation. <laughs> like they, the the Island Boys songs, like really popular, right? 
Okay, there's okay. always a thing. <laughs> Dude, so so here's the thing. I hate, and this is the media. This is just the culture, society we live in. But they just circulate things that are going to be popular yeah. for like a couple days, a couple weeks, and that's it. Remember the 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 guy drinking the uh, cranberry juice. cranberry juice, the dog face guy. Yeah. Well, that was short lived. Or Gondon style. Oh, Gondon you're style. right. That's well, true. Well, <laughs> so, soldier boy. Yeah, you know, crank that. <laughs> yeah. What else? Yeah. I mean, just, but stuff like that. Yeah. Island Boys is the most recent example yeah. that I can think of. There's something that goes viral that's temporary. And how is that? How, how do you, how do you pivot that into a career and take the next step? How is that a tangible long-term thing? How is that? I don't know. I have no idea you, what that means. That's why it's best to have people that have the knowledge of marketing. And that's why I know, like, at the end of the day, I got home myself, like, yeah, I want to do all these things myself. At the same time, I got to give it to people who know this stuff. You know, there's people who went to school who actually know how to promote, know what time to post, you know. All that stuff's important. So right when you get to hype, you got to know how to ride it. You got to come right away. You got to use the energy, roll with it. Well, you're active on social media. Exactly. Do you do all that yourself? I do all my messaging. Well, I just want to take a quick interjection here for the show. Uh to let everyone know this show is today sponsored by Sheath Underwear. It was just Veterans Day. Your mother, also a veteran, uh, the person who created Sheath Underwear, one of the uh, Robert Patton, he's an Iraq War veteran, and he created this on duty. He had this idea of separating the pouch. The uh, there is a pouch to separate the balls from the shaft. That woman's flying <laughs> too. You wouldn't commit to being a larger or medium, but the packaging here, I mean, I'll just give you both. Yeah, thank you. Look like you can use some underwear. Shout out to your veterans. Thank you, guys. Yeah, sheathunderwear.com. Use the promo code SHMO, get 20% off, and uh, they're comfortable. I wear them every day. I'm wearing them right now. Yeah, they serve The women's flying is comfortable yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. They know what's up. They know what's up. Uh, Helen Sport in her lovely Raiders jacket. Excited for the game on Sunday. Excited for the game. Who are they playing? Bengals. Okay. I mean, they're we, both. We, over, can, we can win that. Yeah. They're both <laughs> over 500. That. Yeah. We can win. Are you Raiders fan? No. Okay. I'm just saying. They, Are you a you Bears fan because you're born in Chicago? Nah. Uh, so you're just a Seahawks fan? Oh. No, Who? not a fan. Eagles. How? Because <laughs> yeah. Michael Vick was my guy growing up. So he was mine, wanna... but he's Atlanta to me. Sort yeah, of. I know. Sort, sort of. of. Yeah. But we know where he made his name that. So actually. And it made me want to play football, but also little. They effed me up. Flew like 50 feet in the air, felt like, landed on my tailbone. I wanted to quit right there. I was like, these guys are built different. I'm 99 pounds. What am I doing? Yeah, I had a coming-to-age moment to play yeah. football, too, and put it on the fads. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, I have a great Michael Vick story. Yeah, I've partied with Michael Vick. Uh-huh. Headshots. Yeah. Actually, not the schmo, me. Yeah, It was the days before the schmo, like a year or two before the schmo. I mm-hmm. saw him at the... Maybe it was right around the start of the schmo, but I was not the schmo, I think. Uh, it was in Atlanta. It was the Super Bowl where I stayed at a hotel right next to the airport. He stayed there too. It's probably like a holiday inn. He was at the same hotel. I went to the bar with my buddy who was staying with me. I was covering the Super Bowls, hustling. Maybe I was the schmo, but I wasn't the schmo with him. Met him, told him the human highlight reel, loved playing with him in Madden. And obviously, uh, you know, I, I learned about the, you know, the situation with the, the the dog fighting and stuff like I love dogs, but I heard his side of the story. I mean, you can you can always forgive forgive someone. You can always forgive and never forget, but you can forgive someone. Of course, forgive him. The guy's the man. He's so nice, so genuine. Shout out to Michael Vick, great dude. At least to me. Yeah. Damn, you've yeah. partied with a lot of people. 
You uh, said like Nate Diaz, what uh, in that Phoenix? That Nate you Diaz in Phoenix. Him? Well, I'm 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 just the type of guy that's in the right place at the right yeah, time. Exactly. Right place, smart, right time. Smart man, smart man. Right place, right time. Uh, yeah, but uh, dude, I we really appreciate you coming on the Schmo Zone in your fight week for your second yeah, professional and UFC fight. Not being able to drink water until after you're timing you train. yourself for. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. I'm sorry. So after you train, yeah, you're nuts. Dude, just take a couple of sips. You talked a lot. That's all right. We tough mentally. Like, this ain't nothing we new. We appreciate it. I appreciate to, you. Back in the day when I was younger, we used to, my, my grandma had 12 kids. So there was like 11 kids there. So uh, there's sometimes we didn't get to eat. So it ain't nothing new. Well, to be honest with you, I did not put two and two together that you were not going to drink and then train after this tonight. No wonder why you probably were man of fewer words in the beginning until we pried it out of you to to, to really talk. Yeah. And I'm going to train hard so I can eat good. I eat good every night. What are you going to eat tonight after you train? Uh, we're going to get some good carbs in us and then some probably chicken or steak and then some veggies and fruit. I eat, I eat a full good meal every night. Everybody's got Except their... the last two nights, then it's yeah. it's over with. Everybody's got the recipe for yeah, success. Yeah, got the recipe, but... I only want to suffer two days instead of a whole week. That's my strategy. Yeah, we hear you. Thanks for <laughs> suffering with us yeah. in the schmo zone. Uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. The pleasure was all mine. I had fun.